Hello, my name is David Fleckner and I'm the host of the UXIQ podcast. My quest is to bring you the best digital learning minds from around the world to uncover the latest trends, innovations and thinking. Have you ever wondered what the future of e-learning looks like and how you can reconnect learners with the latest innovations? Well, in this podcast series, we'll be discovering this and more. Um, Today's guest is our very own uh, Tom Pape. Uh, Tom has 15 years experience in the corporate global learning um, sector. Tom has worked with a wide range of organizations in Europe and America. His focus is on user experience and how technology can improve the digital learning experience. Hello, Tom. Hi, David. Um, So let's dive right in. I've got a series of questions that I'd like to ask um, Tom. Um, So let's jump in with the the first one. So Tom, in your opinion, what does good digital learning look like? Okay, well, I'll probably start off uh, with what good digital learning doesn't look like. Um, I I think certainly from experience, uh, digital learning has a legacy attached to it where we've come from an environment where people are probably used to doing mandatory training, uh, conveyor belt learning, um, where they've been forced to more stick than carrot, where they have to do a piece of learning uh, to make sure that they are compliant, or they've done a piece of learning that is maybe slightly old-fashioned and they just feel it's been a bit of a chore. So it's definitely not that. Um, Another thing it's definitely not is uh, a way of learning digitally because it's driven by the technology in which it's being delivered on. Um, And certainly uh, I've experienced a lot of organisations where learning, just digital learning in its very essence is all about predominantly what it's being, the platform it's being delivered on and what the platform can do. And a lot of the times uh, systems and platforms can be limiting in terms of the uh, the way that digital learning is delivered. So that's what it isn't. Uh, what, what it is uh, for most people is, uh, I guess, something that's uh, very engaging, very quick to access, um, simple to be able to um, take in, learn from and move on. People have a limited amount of investment time. People are very busy doing their day jobs, running around doing what they need to do. And learning usually takes a second or third step back on what their priorities are. Yeah. So it's really, really important that... Um, I suppose as kind of e-learning professional, digital learning professionals, that we make learning really, really available and easy to access for people. Um, and, and although you know, I, I see certainly in the last five years a real improvement because the technology has improved. To be able to create your own learning is really improved. You can do it now on your own device, on your Android, your Apple phone. People now are starting to create their own learning, whether it be on YouTube or you know Facebook or or so on, Instagram. Social elements, social media is now really driving learning. A lot of people are learning how to do things by just Googling stuff and finding how to do stuff. I mean, uh, you know, the other day I was needing to repair a washing machine. Uh, I thought I'd have a go at it um, because I couldn't call anybody out until the following day. I went on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Went out on uh, YouTube, found out this was a common fault with this particular machine and and fixed it relatively straightforwardly. Well, YouTube allowed me to do that. I became... Uh, capable of doing that in a very short period of time because technology uh, enabled me to do that quite quickly and people trust that so people are doing that outside their kind of working environment outside the kind of the official corporate environment or certainly in that kind of official way so people are getting used to the fact that they can learn uh, quickly by just dragging in the resources that they need to the information they need 
and that you don't need to have it stored in your memory all the time. It's not just about memory now. You've got access to stuff. Yeah. So technology is a big part of it. So, you know, I've seen a difference in terms of the way the platforms and technology have been able to deliver that. So really successful digital learning to me, it's, it's stuff that fits people, not the other way around. It's not that you have to fit in with the technology or the platforms that you're using, but actually the technology and the platforms work around the user. And that's why we're seeing so much success now with people's devices, handhold devices, all of the social elements. It's simple to be able to achieve. And that's actually quite key, I think. Yeah. So you, you're thinking about learning from, from um, a different perspective than, than what I was. So for you, learning is not only... Um, a, a, an online course diploma that you would do but anything from that through to how to fix your washing machine that's oh. all digital learning yeah yeah okay. yeah i think so i think i think there's a there's a traditional uh, view certainly in the corporate world yeah. and i'm sure it's the same in higher educational organizations where e-learning per se was defined specifically as something that you would have to start have had a, had a beginning middle and end it was a conveyor belt type process you would have to click through a whole load of content, a load of words, a load of images. You would have to, fingers in the air, interact with the yeah. piece of learning by revealing information and uh, you know answering questions, proof of learning at the end of it, all that magic stuff. And and I think that you know that 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 slightly now quite an old fashioned view. And I think people's now view is that actually learning is everything that I'm doing. I can learn as I'm walking into work. I can learn while I'm listening to the radio. I'm learning when I yeah. quickly Google something or look on Facebook or whatever. Learning is a continuous experience. So I think that you know really effective digital learning understands that yeah. and doesn't just go down the route of the standard kind of e-learning process. So in that respect, whether you're enrolled onto a course or not, every day we are learning, learning from yeah. a from a digital digital platform. Yeah. 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 And we're all doing it. It's whether we know it or not. We yeah. you know, we're all very reliant on our devices now. Not most people have a device of some sort. Most people are kind of got their head buried in it at some point for during the day and we're learning all the time. We're yeah. picking up bits of information, some stuff more important than others, but yeah. we are picking up stuff all the time. Yeah. Okay. So what would be your top three tips for improving a company's uh, digital learning? I think it's, it's really easy to kind of go out there and buy a piece of tech uh, and go, well, you know, if we bring in this piece of technology or this particular platform, that will solve all our problems. And again, from experience, I, I don't think that's the case and actually could cause you more problems that you didn't originally think you'd encounter. So um, I, I think that the, 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 the thing you need to do first more than anything is just sit down, take stock, and look at the organization you're in and predominantly look at the people who you're trying to help. Um, it really needs to be focused on, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan now and it's, it's nothing new, it's not my idea, it's the Amazon principle where you start with the customer and work your way back. Well, yeah. you, the customer is the learner, so you, you focus on the learner and you work the way back. So what is it the learner uh, needs to, 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 to learn? What, is, what information, what content do they need? What is it they really want to drive and, and, and engage with? Really important. But at the same time, you've got to get that balance to say what is the business or the organization's plans? What's their strategy? Where do they want to go? And try and then look at those things and try and bring those together. Because if you just focus on the people who are paying the money in the organization and saying, you know, that's our strategy, that's what we want to deliver, most times they will fail because they haven't engaged with the user yeah. element. And if you do it the other way around, it will fail because you've not engaged with the organization. So it's the coming together of both the strategy in the organization and the people at the other end and bring them together. But I would always start with the user first and work our way back. So uh, I'm all right in saying that the UX user experience is, is a fairly 
new thing within digital learning. So it's, you know, we hear a lot of it within the kind of IT world, you know, uh, UX design, but within e-learning, is it, is it quite a common? Yeah, I, I don't think it is. And it, it is, it's one of the things I'm quite passionate about. And this is the reason, you know, why I'm here and why I'm so passionate about what we're trying to do with UXIQ, which is that a lot of um, organisations and solutions out there will, will say that it's user-focused, but actually what they tend to do, very much like car manufacturers is, um, as we've previously talked about um, in a previous conversation, is that they all mimic each other. They're all developing from themselves. They're all looking at each other, mimicking, taking ideas, sharing, you know, bank borrowing and stealing, because that's the way these organisations work. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure from a learning, certainly from what I've looked in my experience from a learning design perspective, whether there's a huge amount of focus put initially on user experience. I think that always comes further down the, you know, the design principle process. Yeah. It's, it's further down. It's not at the beginning. It's yeah. not right at the start. And it should be right at the start. So I think what we're trying to do here in terms of you know, looking at um, digital learning, strategies, approaches to learning, platforms, ways of delivering learning in bite-sized, engaging ways has to start with the user. And I, and I think that's quite quite new and quite novel to yeah. this part of the organisation. So would you say that's where uh, a lot of companies historically have kind of fell down in, in, in that area where they've not they've not based their, their strategy around the user, more around the content? Yeah, I, I think, again, I mean, all, all organisations differ, but certainly from my experience in the last 15 plus years um, in this space, is that it will be based on several things. It will be based on this is what we have, we make do, we do workarounds and we deliver it into the organisation. So some companies, some organisations, not all, will go, uh, we have legacy systems or we've just signed up to a bigger contract with a bigger supplier who are delivering our, I don't know, our, our, our HR platform system for yeah. our organisation. So if those companies are, you know, they've got thousands of employees or they might be global. Uh, and, and then off the back of that, they've done some kind of deal uh, you know, via procurement or finance to say, well, actually, you know, we've also got a learning management system as part of our, our offering, our, you know, of our widget. Would you like that thrown in as part of the deal? So you, you find a lot of organisations fall into the systems that they've, they've got and they just have to make do. And the L&D, in the term of L&D and e-learning and digital learning is always a second thought yeah. along a line of maybe bigger bigger fish to fry things like HR systems and people data and all this magic stuff. So you often find a lot of organisations just have to work with what they've got, which not a terribly bad thing, but it does then limit what you're trying to deliver and it's lots of work around sticky back plastic and fixing things. So that kind of slows companies down a little bit, but that's reality. Sometimes you can't help that. It's where you are. So there's something you have to deal with. In an ideal world, it'd be great to start from fresh and go, right, look at what you're trying to achieve, look at the users, what is it we're saying, what is the best systems, platforms and tech that will allow us to deliver that rather than the other way around. And unfortunately, because of the way of the world, um, tech sometimes drives it rather than the other way around. It's yeah. the wrong way around from my perspective. So, so that, that, that's something that, that definitely needs to, to look at. The, the other thing I think as well, based on platforms and technology, is that there's, it's human nature that um, sometimes we go... Uh, over the top with more is <laughs> more is better and yeah. actually le less is more and when you're looking at the, uh, switching these systems these LMS systems or uh, learning experience systems on you've got to be really careful and mindful that you can create confusion add too much you know, all too quickly and you know the, the phrase uh, you can't see the woods from the trees yeah. uh, is a real problem so if you try and 
switch something on, launch, anyone that's ever been involved with the launch of a platform, large platform to large people will realise it's quite a stressful experience, things don't always go right, things fall down. But um, the, the thing if you're doing this, the really key thing to do is like try and uh, you know crawl before you can walk, walk before you can run. So take your time in terms of what you're switching on. Yeah. Um, because if you try and switch everything off at once, you will bamboozle them, they won't see the woods and the trees, and you will find they will come and they will go quite quickly. And first impressions with platforms and technologies, given the fact that investment time is minimal and people are busy, as we've talked about, is really important. So it's really, really key that you kind of have that first impression is a simple, easy, great interactive uh, process where people can dip in, get what they want and get out and, you know, and, and, and succeed doing that. If you do that, then they'll have trust in the, in the product, they'll have trust in what you're trying to deliver. And then you can incrementally add different functionality, but only based on what the users are telling you and what you're yeah. trying to achieve. Yeah. Okay. Um, just for those people listening, if you can hear a lot of um, banging and clashing, we're having the, the biggest building in, in Birmingham built right next door to our office. So uh, <laughs> apologies if there's, uh, if there's a lot of noise that you can, uh, you can pick up. Um, okay, so Tom, what do you think the future of uh, digital learning looks like? Well, it's, it's certainly an exciting time to, to be a, to be around around technology in general, but um, I, I certainly think that there's there's certainly lots going on and development going on around um, artificial intelligence and about machine learning, um, uh, and there's certainly a whole load of stuff going on there. But but rather kind of focus on that element, and you know a lot of people will be aware of that in whatever industry they're in. Um, I think that the the two biggies certainly in the lear- the learning space is going to be um, VR, but more so. Um, augmented reality so uh, the AR stuff um, and I've certainly been working and been linked into some virtual reality stuff and some technology that's really cool and the fact that you can take people to anywhere in the world and get them to experience locations using 360 cameras and interactions within the within the system and, and then start to link people up within groups of cohorts in different locations around the world at the same time which is pretty impressive yeah. Um but I think there's certainly a lot of, uh, uh, we're going to see a lot more um, learning, learning tech go towards augmented reality, because I think that has a, a has more bandwidth, I think, um, yeah. because VR can, you know, from a user perspective, can make you feel slightly queasy if you do it for too long. It's not always that most practical with you've got goggles attached to your, yeah. your head and you can't see around you. It can be quite unnerving. But I think augmented where you're either wearing glasses or you're using your mobile in an environment, it's a little bit more accessible. Um, so just on that, yeah. just for the listeners, so how, how, would, how would AR be, um, how could that be used within a, a digital learning well, scenario? Yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 allows to, it allows you to be able to take people anywhere and to anything so if you you know for example if you were launching a project a product or widget in a large organization the likelihood of you getting everybody in a room uh to kind of get a good feel and see this product in office is really difficult to do logistically it's expensive and so on um so you either have to send these products out to you know your sales teams and your, your contact centers and whatever else so people get a good feel if they're promoting this um or you can use, um, you know, you can use the web, and you can you can use various standard, you know, uh, technologies to be able to share the information, the benefits and features of these products. But actually, with augmented reality, if everybody's got a, uh, you know, handheld device, which most people have now, yeah. um, you would be able to have the um, have those items in front of you on the table, 
in an augmented fashion where you can actually spin around, get 360s, you can see them operating. And certainly if they're, if they're, if they're a product where you, know, you can inter actually interact with it or it's like a digital product or something you can actually use or a, a UI where you can actually play around and you know, do stuff with it, then you know, the, the augmented reality would actually let you to, to, to do that, pick it up and interact with it as you would the actual product. Okay. Um, so there's, I mean, there the, are the, the, the absolute eons of opportunities within both VR and uh, augmented, but I just think augmented reality has more scope because it's more accessible. Yeah. Not everybody has, you know, goggles or, you know, VR headsets to be able to access. They're, they're something you have to bring into the game. Whereas yeah. augmented, you just, need your, you just need your device. Yeah. I'm with you, actually. VR, for me, I have those goggles on for more than a couple of minutes and... I'm starting to feel a little bit, bit queasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the same, but maybe I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and you both. Right. So, last question: What are you curious about right now? And this could be, um, you know, related to, to to your own life, or it could be something to do within uh, within e-learning. Blimey, what am I curious about? Well, I think from um, from a learning perspective, because I've spent so much time you know, in and out of this particular part of the uh, the industry. Um, I'll be very interested to, to understand where the, uh, the LMS learning um, experience systems go. Um, there are, uh, you know, there are a huge amount of opportunities out there for, 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 for customers to go out and buy a platform. Uh, and you have some of the big guns who have been doing it for a while, and then you have these really new, uh, quirky um, you know, new start companies that are coming in to play in the same space. It, there's a lot. There's a lot of competition going on there. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with that market in the next uh, next three to, to five years or so. Because I think that will that, that will be interesting. Um, the good thing about the competition is that that you're certainly seeing now a lot of the organisations stepping up, the suppliers stepping up to include the additional functionality and benefits that they need to deliver. Yeah. And I think certainly from a customer's perspective, some get very frustrated with their current systems because they were expecting that it would do X and Y and it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and they're told, well, yeah, we're, we're going to do that, but we're going to do that next, in our next development run or we're going to do that in 2025. Well, you know, to a, to a customer who's paying, you know, could be up to tens to hundreds of thousands of pounds for a system, yeah. you know, that's not great. So I think, you know, I, I'd like to see uh, suppliers move quicker and be able to deliver it better for customers. Yeah. Uh, and I think they'll have to if they want to survive because it's so, so competitive. So that's interesting um, in in my field. Out my field, what I'm interested in, there's something kind of about me. Well, uh, it sounds a bit geeky, but I'm really, I'm really into photography and I, I like this creative side to me and I'm really getting into... Um, uh, video production and and drone drones actually. Oh, okay. And I've just uh, spent more money than I should on a on a a, a drone, a particular make of drone which um, is having issues in America at the moment, but I'll not mention its name. Um, and I'm, I'm just finding fascinating what the technology can do, from the you know how easy it is to fly them, how easy it is to be able to capture you know stuff that you would ordinarily need a helicopter for. Um, just the quality of it, how it's so Hollywood now, yeah. you, you know. And the reason this is relevant is because, you know, when you're creating learning, and then, you know, I have a history, you know, like way, way back in the past, of being involved in instructional design and lucky enough to have had some great teams working with me and winning some awards, is that actually people now are expecting a very high level quality of, uh, of product when you're delivering content. 
Um, they, they want more than this kind of conveyor belt image and text type learning. They they expect you know they've got now TV, they've got Sky, they've yeah. got you know access to multiple uh, you know iPlayer and God knows what else to uh, on their phone, and most of it's free uh, or certainly very cheap. So you know I don't I, I think the difference between the corporate higher education versus what we do in our real lives is such a gap mm. between the quality um, and now actually the cost of producing that high end high quality content is coming down all the time and that's why i'm so interested in the drones and the way that you can use you know that that technology to be able to help educate and uh, and build content in the same way as i'm amazed by devices now that you can now i play a lot with video editing and design editing i often download a lot of the apps to see how quickly the uh, the apps are catching up and now they are really catching up with you know, your standard production tools that you get, whether it be an Adobe Creative Cloud or whether you're talking about some kind of e-learning authoring tool, um, you're starting to see this now in, in really accessible apps. Um, so things are changing, are changing rapidly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's geeky, but that's that's you know the whole plan. Well, no, drone drones have changed the face of nature documentaries. Mm. You know? Yes. Yeah. You know, now a David Attenborough documentary, which was you know fascinating to begin with. Now some of the scenes they they film are just Amazing, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And the technologies, I think the thing about it is, is before, maybe you know, five, ten years ago, it was it was a real niche expert, expert area. But now it's like all technology is allowing all this stuff to come into everyday everybody everyday people's hands. Yeah, it's just so much more accessible. Yeah. Okay, Tom. Um, thank you so much for that. that was some real Very insight well. in there for our uh, for our listeners. Um, so stay tuned for. Um, the, the weekly podcast. Um, my aim is to bring you some of the some of the greatest minds within this uh, industry to add real value to, to you and your organisation. So thanks again for your time, Tom. I uh, would love to hear your views. So please send us uh, messages um, on any feedback or some suggestions for guests or topics. I uh, would love to hear your uh, your ideas. Thank you very much. See you soon.